you get there, say amen. amen. First Corinthians chapter number two, the first five verses. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, and in, but in the power of God. Father, we thank you right now for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for your truth. We thank you now for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your precious son, the precious blood of our Lord Jesus. Now, Father, we bless you. We praise you. We appreciate you. We honor you. We give you the glory. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Thank you for making us one of your sons. Thank you for giving us your faith. Thank you for giving us your grace. But Lord, now show us how it works. We give you the praise now. Thank you for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding of all things. In Jesus' name, all degree there, prayer said amen. amen. All right, you can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank God for his goodness. Amen. Now, I want to go to uh, my message today. We are talking about uh, series is Paul preached Christ. That's the series. Said so a series is Paul preached Christ. Right. So the series is Paul Priest Christ, but what I want to do is I want to get into the in-depth things of God this morning. I want, to, want us to go into some things that have uh, been kind of lingering in my spirit this morning, but they're going to be a blessing to you. Amen? All right. And 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, uh, from that we're going to continue. I know we started talking about this last week, but I felt like I have not even touched it you know, for what God have to do. And I want to talk about the kingdom of God come with power. Now, we're going to go back to that because there's a lot there that I got to get to you. So say that with me. The kingdom of God come with power. Right, so the kingdom of God come with power. So, but we want to begin to show you uh, the, not just the kingdom, but the power. So when I, when I give you the word, so, so the word of God told us what the kingdom is. Romans chapter number 14 and verse 17. We're going to first go to that, Romans 14, 17. Then we're going to look at uh, the teaching today. Romans chapter 14, verse 17, told us what the kingdom is. So I want to go over what God has given us first. That's the first thing I want to do. I want to show you everything God has given us. And then we're going to show you how it operates. Now that's why where faith come in at. I'm going to show you what God gave you, then I'm going to show you how it operates. So when you don't have, your faith is not where it's supposed to be spiritually, then everything God has given you won't work. So that's what this is all about. All right, now, Romans 14, 17, told you what the kingdom is. So if you haven't marked your Bible, mark your Bible. You can always buy another Bible. The Bible is there so you will learn. And if it's going to help you to, to put a little cross there, by that scripture is okay. Romans 14, 17 told us that for the kingdom of God, 
for the kingdom of God is not, told you what it's not for, it's not meat and drink. Otherwise, it's not the bread and the wine on the table. Isn't that something? The kingdom of God is not the bread and the wine on the table. That's not the kingdom. <clears throat> but righteousness. So he told you what the kingdom is. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. And he told you where the kingdom is. In the Holy Ghost. So that's why if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, guess what? You don't have the kingdom in you. See it again, Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not the Passover. See, that's meat and drink. The word meat means bread. But the kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is peace. The kingdom of God is joy. And then he told you where the kingdom is. In the Holy Ghost. So my point is, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the kingdom. That's what I want you to see. Say that with me. If you don't have the kingdom, say if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the kingdom. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the kingdom. Say that with me. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you saw me, didn't you? Okay, so you moved because you saw me, right? If you don't have the, the, the Holy Spirit, you don't have the kingdom. Because he told you what the, what the kingdom is. Is that right? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. See why you have to have the Holy Ghost? Because if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you don't have the kingdom. All right, because that's where God put righteousness in. That's who Christ is, right? Christ is made unto us. First Corinthians, let's go there. First Corinthians one thirty. So we have to understand how you operate, how we operate. All right, now, I taught on this last week, closed out volume six, part five and six. I'm starting volume seven already on Paul Priest Christ. This is part one. The kingdom of God comes with power. So here Paul told us that. Now what verse I just gave you? First Corinthians 1.30, got some good ears. First Corinthians chapter one and verse number 30, just one verse. It says, but of him are you in Christ Jesus. And of God is made unto us. Telling you what, who Christ is in us. He's our wisdom. He's our righteousness. He is our sanctification. He is our redemption. So all of this is going on inside of us. That's who Christ is in us. So the kingdom of God is in us. Righteousness, peace, and joy in us. And then also he told you what else is in us. Not only righteousness, but sanctification and redemption. Wisdom. All that's inside of us. Now, that, all of that is God's grace. Everything I'm talking about is God's grace. Let me give you another, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. I'm giving you, every, I'm giving you some scripture to show you what's in you, but you got to know how it works. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. God gave you everything. Everything you have, God has given it to you. But none of this can work if you don't come here and allow me to build up your faith. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. And that's what the church is. People are going to churches, but they're going somewhere where nobody can help them. 
And then you got to know why you're going. My job is to edify you. I'm going to show you that. My job is to build up your faith. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. When you get there, say amen. Just one verse, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given to us the spirit of fear. We told you the spirit of fear is the spirit of the world. He has not given us that spirit, but of power. So the spirit God has given to us is of power, love, and a sound mind. So God has given you the spirit of power, spirit of love, and a sound mind. But the key is this, how does it work? How does it operate? So that's what it's all about. That's why I taught you, I'm going to say probably three weeks ago now, maybe four, faith and grace. Two words. What did I tell you about them two words? That's, that's what I'm needing from you. And, and until you can learn that series, that ought to be the most meditative series that you do on. Faith receives what God has provided. See, if that's already in your spirit, if I start talking about it, you ought to finish it. Because I'm giving you all the thing God has given you. But none of this stuff operates if you don't use your faith. All right, let's give you another one. Romans 12.3. See, Romans 12.3, these things I'm giving you, this is how you live. See, God, God planned on us being here a long time, but we have something to say about it. And if you don't take care of your soul, see, we don't, a lot of us don't take care of the body, so, but I'm, I'm going to use the soul. If you don't take care of your soul, and make sure your soul get the thing that it needs, your body not going to be here long anyway. It does, not say, it does not say a man is kept alive through eating a lot of food or the best food. Your body is alive because of the spirit that's in your soul. God did not put that in your flesh. He put it in your soul. A merry heart do it good like a medicine. A cheerful spirit, that's what he's talking about. But a broken spirit dries up the bone. Isn't that something? What goes on in the soul affects the body. So I gave you another verse, Romans 12, 3. So in the book of Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, Paul told us what God gave us. I'm just going through a few of these. These ought to be something you should have written down to know what God gave me. And then I gave it the podcast free. I mean, you can't do it no better than that. See, we didn't, we didn't make it a link that you have to purchase or you get the podcast. We gave it to you free. Because we want you to know. And then, and then what we do is we give you the message on Sunday on Facebook. And then we turn around and give you the podcast Tuesdays and Thursdays in case you miss it. And we don't take them down. We leave them up. We take it down on Sundays on Facebook because we have to do that. But when they get down to podcast, we put them on there, leave them on there for a year, two years, three years for you. 
And all you got to do is go over there and get the word. See, you have no excuse. And if you don't do this, then you're going to be up here in front of the place in, the, in this casket. I'm just telling you the truth. God gave you the remedy of how to live. The just shall live by his faith. So my job is to tell you, if you want to live, you'll come to this ministry and you'll be here often. And you'll get the word and you'll eat the word, meditate on the word. Because if you'll do that, you'll build up your faith so you'll be able to receive the thing God has given to your spirit. Let me say that again. You'll build up your faith so the spirit of faith that lives in your soul can receive the thing that God has put in your spirit. So your spirit is Christ. He gave everything to the, to the spirit man in you. It's going to be your soul to receive them. And the way that's going to happen is your soul got to be strong enough to believe God. All right. Now, Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given to me. God didn't just give Paul grace because he's Paul. He believed God because he found somebody who would believe him. I'm going to show you that in Ephesians 3 next. Paul said, I say through the grace given to me, to every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, why did God give you the faith? To access the grace. We showed that in Romans 5, 2. Let's go back to Romans 5, 2. I'm just catching up. Why did he give you the faith? Romans chapter 5 and verse 2. And then from there, we're going to go to the book of Ephesians. Because I want to show you Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. And I want to go to Ephesians chapter 3, 1 through 7. So here, Paul says in, in Romans chapter number 5, in verse number 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace. So that's why I told you how, what did God give you to use the grace? What did God give you to get the grace of God in your life? Right. So I have to understand that. I, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, when I get born again, I become a triune person, a trinity. My soul must get out of the spirit that God has put in me, who's Christ. And because Christ is in me, he's now the hope of glory, Colossians 1.27, right? Christ in you, the hope of glory. Well, everything God's going to give you, he has it in his son, Christ. Well, Christ is in me, but my soul must get it. Everything I need is in me. But my soul must get it. How it's going to get it? Must believe. See, you, you're trying to get it out there, so it's not out there. I, I, want, you to, I want you to understand something. I'm, uh, my, my wife over there, I want, you to, I want you to find this for me and have it for the beginning where it's in. Uh, the angel was sent to Mary. Had that. Now watch this. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 again. 
I'm sorry, Romans 5, 2. By which also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. We have access into this grace wherein we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So faith is the access into the grace. So faith receives, or faith is able to access or go into that will enter into the grace that God has provided for your life. God gave you an inheritance called grace, but it's faith, you won't have to have the faith to receive it. Do everybody understand that? All right. So this is why you don't have time to goof off. If you're goofing off, you're goofing off with your own life. I don't have time. But what you get put in it is what you're going to get out of it. So to the spirit, you reap the life. So to the flesh, you reap the corruption. You can't make, it, make this up. All right, let me give you another one. Did I tell you a scripture we're going to go to? Any day now. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. I'm just going to see. All right, Ephesians 4, 7. I do that ahead of time in case I get sidetracked, which I usually do. <laughs> Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. Told you what God has given unto us, but unto every one of us is given grace. Now, I named some of the things that, that, that is grace when I first started. Righteousness, peace, and joy, the kingdom. That's God's grace. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love. Power and sound mind. All that's God's grace. God has given everything. Righteousness, sanctification, wisdom. See, God has given us, given us everything, everything we need. But what did he put them at? In Christ, where's Christ? In us. So how am I going to operate this thing? You don't operate them. Go to Galatians chapter number Five. Did I tell you something? We're going to do Ephesians 4, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1, 2. I haven't forgot that. But let's go to Galatia and look at a couple there. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. That's why you have to know the book. You're going to know the book, you've got to come somewhere where somebody do know the book to teach you the book. In the book of Galatia, What did I give you? Okay. I do that because Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. I'm a teacher. And when you teach somebody something, you always ask them, what do you say? And if they don't know what you say, I better go back to them 2.6 billion people. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 6. It says, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. How do your faith work? See, you don't have time not to love anybody. Is that right? It doesn't make no difference what they've done. God so loved the world. He didn't care about what the world did. That's why 2 Corinthians 5 says, not imputing their trespasses. He did not hold anything against us. We'll look at that later. But right now, in Galatia told us, chapter 5, verse 6, 
in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. He told you what works your faith. Ain't that right? Let's go look at it. First Corinthians chapter 13. See, all this stuff is just waiting for you to get in it. But you can't get in it and watch all this old stupid stuff every day you've been watching. You got to turn that stuff loose and minister to your minister the word to your soul. Get your soul built up in the word so you can get the thing you need in the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4. I'm sitting down because I don't want to get sidetracked. Amen. First Corinthians 13, 4 said, Charity suffers long. We know charity is love, right? So charity suffers long and is kind and envies not, charity envies not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoice not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Charity beareth all things, believeth all things. Isn't that something? So what happened, what did God give you to help you to believe all things? That's who God is, right? So here it is, God in you, helping you to believe his own word. Because God's love. So that's why if a man is not saved, he don't have the Holy Spirit, he cannot believe all things, right? Let me say it again. Let me get over here talking to this camera here. Because I got too much word to fall on deaf ear this morning. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 14, chapter 13 and verse 4. Charity suffers long. Charity is kind. Charity is envy not. Charity is not itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave itself unseemly. Charity seeketh not our own. Charity is not easily provoked. Charity thinketh no evil. Love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things. Love believeth all things. See, if you don't have the spirit of love, you can't believe all things God says. Charity hopeth all things. If you don't have the spirit of love, you cannot hope all things. And then char char charity of love also endureth all things. That word all things, endureth means our last. It'll be there to the end. And then love never fails. Love never faileth. But will there be prophecy? They shall fail. Will there be tongue? They shall cease. Will there be knowledge? It's going to vanish away. We know all things. The Bible says, but we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, perfect love, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Paul says, when I was a child, I spake of a child, I understood of a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. We want to show you how do you become a man. What is he talking about when I became a man? Let's look at it. Because really he's dealing with maturity. So when he became a man, he became mature. That's what he's saying. It's no different than a tree. You cannot put fruit on a tree when it's not able to bear it. Those flowers that you see right there, could not produce flowers once upon a time. They had to get strong enough to produce fruit. If God put fruit on you, 
and you're not able to carry it, it will destroy you. So let's look at what God has done, shall we? Now, let's go, let's go through this because I'm getting ready to take you somewhere. Let's look at why God gave Paul power. 2 Corinthians 3, 9, 3, 11. Let's go to work. Don't forget that one out there, Ephesians. I'm going to get to it sooner or later, but uh, let's go and see. Now, don't forget, wife, you both have where you start and where you end now. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Let's show you what he's talking about. Let's see why God gave Paul power. Are you there? All right, let's look at it. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 9. It says, If the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more though the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excelled it. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remaineth is glory. Now, I'm reading that in there because I wanna, don't want to forget it. I want to put it for my tape. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians. Back to 1 Corinthians. And I want to sh show you why God gave the Apostle Paul power. My God. I got to connect some things here, and I don't want to miss pushing my buttons here. Uh, so I, I got I to hold off on that just a minute. Uh, look at Romans 16, 25 while I'm there. So you want to write this down. I gave you this this last time. I don't want you to forget it. But God gave Paul love so he can edify. God gave Paul power so he can do what? Edify. edify. And I told you last week about edification. You can write that word down. And I gave you several words on what the word edify means. Number one word is to build up your faith, right? So my responsibility is to build up your faith. Now, you, you got to see it. I'm going to show you uh, in, in the thing I'm going to get from my wife just a moment there. But God wants to build up your faith. So he gave you everything to, to, to make sure your faith worked. You just got to know how it works. All right. Romans 16, 25. One verse. Now the him that's of power to do one thing. What is it called? To establish you. Is everybody there yet? All right. I don't like to go to the camera all the time. I like to talk to the people if they're looking at the screen. So Romans 16, 25 said, now him that's of power to do one thing. What is it? It's to establish you. Now we know King James used the word establish. That's just saying establish the same word. All right. That's what the gospel of Christ does. According to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. So this is Paul's message, the gospel of Christ. But the gospel of Christ is to establish you. So what happens if you go into a ministry that you're not listening to the gospel of Christ? See, people think they can just put the TV on and any preacher come on, he's okay. But you'll never be established. If he's not preaching the gospel of Christ, you're not going to ever be established. 
Now, he's talking about your faith. All right, so I want to take you through this. I want to give you several of these things because I want you to begin to see how they work together. All right, now, let's go to Ephesians 6, 10. Let's do that first, and then we'll, we'll backtrack, because let me, let me, I don't want you to forget it. Ephesians chapter 6, this is where we left off with our last week's 11 o'clock teaching. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. And what I said there is you must understand that people are, is not your enemy. Spiritual principalities and powers are enemies of the spirit. See, those things of the flesh, they're enemies of the spirit. The flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. All right, so people are not your enemy. So, but you must, you must understand that if your faith is not where it's supposed to be, you would think it's people and not spiritual powers. See, that's why people like that. They think it's the people. It's not the people. It's you're, not, you're not strong enough in the faith to know what's going on. So this is why Paul said to the church, watch the Ephesians chapter 6, are you there? He says, finally now, as he always in his message, he said, now this is the last thing you got to get. My brothers, be strong in the Lord. Now when Paul said, Holy Ghost said, be strong in the Lord, he's talking about in the faith. Isn't that right? All right, here we go. Ephesians 6 and 10, watch me, pull up on me there. It said, be strong in the Lord. When God said be strong in the Lord, he's talking about be strong in the faith. Then it says, in the power of his might. So he told you what the faith is. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now that's his faith. That's where you got to be strong at. Put on the whole arm of God. Now the whole arm of God we know is put on Christ, but we, we have to understand Christ is a lot is not just put on Christ. We know that. But let's go deeper than that today. Put you on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand. So he's telling you put, put on. So we're going to go and show you some things in the spirit realm that you got to put on so you can stand. Now remember the purpose of putting on these things is so you can stand. Not against me that your faith will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or tricks and strategies of the devil. Then he's going to tell you we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities, uh, powers, and against rulers of the dark of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. And again, wherefore take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Have you done all you need to do to stand? That's what he's saying. Why you can't stand, Paul said. Stand therefore, having your lungs gut about with truth. So now he's going to get into the thing that you're going to need in your life so you can stand. Your lungs must be gut about with truth. You must have on the breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. So he's telling you all you're going to need to stand. First, you're going to need the truth. Second, you're going to need righteousness. Third, you're going to need your learns good about with truth. You're going to need the breastplate of righteousness. 
You're going to eat your feet, sharp with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You're going to, above all, take the shield of faith. He's telling you all the parts of the armor. You're going to need faith. So you can be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You're going to need the helmet of salvation. You're going to need the sword of the spirit. You're going to need the word of God. See, he's telling you all the stuff you're going to have. Then you're going to have to know how to pray. And not just know how to pray, you're going to have to pray. You just can't go through your day not praying. And most people go through all day, every day, without praying. Praying always. Praying always. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And then watch it. Watching there too unto all perseverance and supplication all, with all the saints. Now, prayer must become a part of your life. Not just when you come to church. It must be a part of your life. The just shall live by faith. So when God gave you the faith, he gave you faith also to pray. You just got to stop being lazy. In love. I love you, so I'm going to tell you the truth. See, when I get up in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, I got a prayer, a prayer book with names of people that I got to pray for, situation things that I got to pray for every day. And before I go to bed at night, that's how I turn in at night, praying for you and all the situations I have to go through and the people. I get up in the morning. See, this got to be a part of your life. It just can't be when I go to church and I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Good night, mama. Good night, daddy. Nah. <laughs> you got to find something better than that, bro. Huh? You got to learn how to pray. Prayer causes you to have fellowship. You already got relationship through being a son, but you need a fellowship. And that's what prayer does. It establishes a, a fellowshipping with the spirit. Talking to him. He talking to you. All right. Now, I'm a, I'm, I haven't forgotten my wife over there with that, knowing what to start, knowing what to end. I already know. All right. Now, I want to show you how this operates. Now, I'm going to get into some things, the 11 o'clock service, I'm not going to be able to get into this time. But I want you to put down these three things, I want to take you to them. I want you to put down uh, 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 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 5 through 9. Then I want you to put down after that, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. Because I just told you, put on the whole armor of God. And he named the pieces and the parts of the armor. Let's get a better clarity. Because if, if the kingdom of God come with power, and it does, then why am I not able to operate in the things of the spirit? See, something is missing somewhere. Either number one, you're not saved, or number two, you're just lazy. Now, it's got all, number three, maybe I'm not doing a good enough job to make sure that you're getting the word. So it's a problem somewhere. We just got to find out what it is. All right? So if, if, it's, if it's not me, it's not the word, then it got to be you. So that means I got to pray, 
that God will deliver the spirit of laziness from all the members of this body. That's all I got. I just got to do something. We're going to get this. You just can't get off and go. You just can't get home. I know you want to, but you just can't jump in the bed. You got to pray. You got to pray. Listen, in, in, my, in my prayer book, I have, open it up, um, I got, I'm going through every page that I'm going through. But when I open my book up, I start off with telling the Lord, I know he hear me. There's no need to pray if you don't know he hear you. That's your problem. See, we are saying the Lord is right here. No, you're not your body, the temple of the Holy Ghost. And God lives in you, and you are not your own. All that's fine, but is he in there? See, all this stuff, man, we doing every day ain't nothing but religion. You got to make sure he in the house. Your soul lives in the flesh. But your, being born of the Spirit, when you say you have the Holy Spirit, he has moved in the house. So all your soul needs to do now is start a fellowship daily with the Spirit. Because you get everything from him. He's not up there in the clouds somewhere sitting on the throne looking down at you like, you know, just like, if they just, no, he's right here. That's what it meant in the old covenant when he said, while you're just speaking, I will hear. While you're just speaking, I will answer. That's why I said in the old covenant, because he'll be right here. he hear what you're saying. He knows when you're not praying. Many, many years ago, many years, I taught on, don't bother Brother Charles, because this was many, many, many years ago. We probably don't even have that period. But this is what I minister to the Lord, is some of you might remember. Pray so God can do it. I don't know if anybody remembered it. Now, if you know if you got to pray so God can do it, then... Why don't you pray? Now you know why God can't do it. See, when you, little things like that show you. Okay, let's move on. This doesn't mean that God hasn't blessed you with all things, because he has. But you got to know how to get them. All right. Now, what I gave you already. I hear nothing y'all saying. Well, all right, that's what I want. Second Peter. I know y'all got the mask on, but when y'all talk, y'all take the mask off. I, I don't know what you're saying. Okay, so you're going to have to take the mask off. Yes, of course. All right, let's go to, let's go to Peter first. Second Peter 1, 5 through 9. Thank you very much. Don't y'all love me? Praise the Lord. Thank y'all for loving my new haircut. I heard some people say, I like your haircut, Pastor. I appreciate it. All right. Believe me, it was not me, it was the Lord. You know, when you thought you had your God's own, you didn't. So, okay, Lord, but I am a barber. I just don't barber. I barber me. All right, now. Let's go to 2 Peter 
So don't bring your kids over because they ain't cutting no hair. All right. Praise God. Our Bible, me. You learn the Bible, you. All right. It's not hard. Get yourself a good mirror and a good pair of clippers. All right. Second Peter chapter 1. Are you there? Now, I'm going to give you this here, and I'm going to give it to you where Peter said it. I'm going to give it to you where Paul said it. Are you ready? Woo! Let me get over here. Second Peter chapter 1. And verse 9. I'm sorry. Verse number 5. I know I can go further than that, but I want to at least start at verse 5. And beside this, Paul, Peter's talking to the people. And beside this, giving all diligence. Now, what does it mean to give all diligence? Does it sound like neglect or just the opposite? Well, just look at it. Let's look at it in the, in the, in the, uh, in the good news. Let's do good news. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. When the Bible said give all diligence, what is he talking about? Does it talk about the opposite of being lazy? If you're going to give all diligence. Okay, we're waiting on the screen. Second Peter 1, 9. But if you do not have them, you are so short-sighted, short-sighted, that you cannot see. Am I in verse 9? I'm second Peter 1, 9? I won't watch five, I'm sorry. We ain't gonna get on that. We, that he, he hard on, he, he, he gonna get tough now. Verse five, that's why I wanna start. For this very reason, do your best. Do your best. Do your best. Amen. Give diligence. Do your best. To add goodness to your faith. Why your faith ain't working. Maybe you have not added goodness to your faith. And then you got to add knowledge to your goodness. That's what he's talking about. The next is goodness, you're going to add knowledge. Let's go to the next verse. And then it says, and to knowledge, you got to have self-control. Can you see the fruit of the spirit? Mm-hmm. See, this is why people's faith ain't working. They never did nothing to it. That's why Jesus talked about it. The man went and buried it. And when he came, he had, here it is. You did nothing with it. You added nothing to it. And you blame God because it didn't work. Keep going. There we go. Add knowledge. Then you got to add self-control. Then to self-control, you got to add endurance. To endurance, you got to add godliness. You got to live holy. If these things, if to you godliness add Christian affections, to Christian affections add love. See all these things got to be added? These are the qualities you needed. And if you have them in abundance, they will make you active and effective in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's go back and read it out of Peter Gospel, King James. 
See, these things got to be in you. Second Peter 1 and 5. Giving all diligence. Add to your faith virtue. You want to underline that word virtue? We're going to look at that today. Add to virtue knowledge. Add to knowledge temperance. Add to temperance patience. Add to patience godliness. Can't you see the fruit of the spirit? Add to godliness brotherly kindness. And the brotherly kindness love. If these things be in you and abound, they are make you that you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lack these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was once purged from his own sin. See, if you don't add to your faith, you look just like an unbeliever. Can't tell you from an unbeliever. Because you're too much like an unbeliever. You got to get away from that. You got to add to your faith. That's, what, that's the story in the Bible where, where the man went and hid it. And the Lord came and asked him where it was and asked him, that's, that's this story. But I gave you the word virtue. Now let's, let's look at the one my wife have, and then I'm going to give you another one to go with. Did I give you any scripture that I haven't covered yet? Philippians 4, right? And I gave you two verses, right? 8 and 9. Let's do that first. Now, Philippians 4 is Apostle Paul telling you just what Peter says. You've got to add to your faith. See, so you've got to add to your faith. See, faith is the spirit of faith. God gave you the spirit of faith. But now you've got to add to it. That's what you're doing when you come in here, sit on the word. See, what happens if you have faith, it's like you got a tree, but you have no fruit on it. That's how it is. God gave you faith, you have not one fruit on that tree. So you don't have anything to keep you through the winter. Your soul cannot eat from the tree that's in you because you have not produced no fruit. Okay. Philippians chapter 4. See, we, if we ever get out of this, I've been to church. You know, we tell God when we go on, we tell him how long we're going to stay, we tell him how many services we're going to He's already got a plan. And we wonder why we don't have no fruit. Philippians chapter 4. See, we need to stay as long as we need to stay. Everybody can't stay one service. You ain't got that much more than you. I'm talking to the camera over here. Philippians chapter 4. Finally, brothers. Are you there? Here's another finally. Finally, brothers, whatsoever thing is true. Can't you see? You're going to go right back to those things. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report. If there be any virtue, remember the other one started out with virtue, add to your faith virtue. Remember that? 
He said, if there be any virtue, if there be any virtue, what is he talking about? Write down that word virtue again. If there be any praise, why virtue is not coming out of the people? Why praise is not coming out of the people? They never added that to their faith. He said, you got to think. Now, if you stop right there, you're going right to the world. Let me say it again. You got to think. <laughs> Takes y'all a little while to pick it up. Think on these things. Some of y'all still ain't got it. <laughs> Praise God. All right. See, I'm on television, so I can't do that. Think on these things. What things? What things, Pastor? What do I need to be thinking on? The thing that you have both learned and received and heard and seen, do. The thing that Paul did. That's what Paul says why he was their pastor. He said, look, you got to think on the things that I've taught you, that you received from me, you heard of me, you've seen in me. These are the things you got to do, and the God of peace shall be with you. That's why you can't be out here following Tom, Dick, and Harry, Betty, Blue, and Barry, and all this, and wonder why you ain't got it. Some people not teaching the word. I'm telling you, I've spent most of my life out there. I was deceived. And it hurts me today when I think about all the time, because I spend a lot of time in the word. A lot of time. When somebody I think they know the word, I spend a lot of money. Because I want to know what they know. And then when you get down, you realize they don't know what they're talking about. All this money I spent. Let's move on. All right, now, let's look at why virtue is so important. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 5. My wife, you got that? You probably have to hold it to the next service. The Gospel of St. Mark. Why do these things need to be in you? Mark 5, 25. The Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 5, verse 25. This is what has to happen. Mark 5, 25. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to teach us a story and show us what happened and how it happened. This is what Paul is telling you, that you, if, you're going to, if, if the power is going to be in you, I'm talking about the power. When I say the power, I'm talking about the power to heal, the power to deliver, the power to save. The kingdom of God come with power. See, we, we got the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy, but we never added to it. We just made it in the door. From then on, we started singing, I'm going to heaven with Jesus. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. A certain woman. You can pull up on me a little bit there if you want. I won't get up for a while. A certain woman who has an issue of blood. How long she had that issue of blood? 12 years. She had suffered many things of many physicians. She spent all that she had. Just think about it now. She has suffered many things of many physicians. She spent all that she had. See, those kinds of things like that brings tears to my eyes. This woman has spent all that she had. She had been to many doctors. But God is going to show her how to get her breakthrough. 
That's what I'm going to need, Sister Crump's scripture for the next service. And the Bible said, and was nothing better. But the woman grew worse. Now she'd be going to all these doctors. Nobody could help her. Spent all the little money she got. And was getting worse. Everybody see her condition. I don't want to have to turn to the TV this time. I need somebody. Do you see her condition? All right. Now verse 27 says, when she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press, talking about a multitude of people. She came in the press behind and touched his garment. Now just think about it. Now, God lives inside of you. Now tell me why you can't get your knees met. She got in a group of people, came and touched his garment. For she said, for she said, for she said, if I may just touch his clothes, I should be made whole. Now where's this, where's this Christ she's talking about at now? Anybody know where he is today? Wonder why she's the only one said. You don't know he's in you? See, I'm asking you, where's Christ today? That's when you have to speak up. If you don't know he's in you, you can't say nothing. But when you know where he is, you ought to be able to say, Christ is right here in me. You got to know this, man. You can't wait till your car's going off a cliff. You're going to like, the God is right here in me. You should have known that before you went off that cliff. Maybe you wouldn't have went off that cliff. This woman says, if I touch his clothes, if I touch, I know, if I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. Can't you see what's going on here? How did she get what she needed from God? I'm going to give you this one this time. Next service, I'm going to give you another one. Show you how people get what they need from God. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She says, if I touch his clothes, I don't really have to touch Jesus. If I can touch the hem of his garment. Straightway, the fountain of her blood. Remember, this woman had been to all the physicians in the land. She spent all she had, and she had gotten worse. And here comes Jesus. And she said, if I can touch him, if I can just get through the crowd of people and put my hands on him, I get what I need from God. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. You know, when I pray for people, you know what I ask them? What do you feel? I don't know. You come to me for prayer? You don't even know when it happened? When God do something in your body, you know it. Then people, I, I, I feel a little better. Woo, what a testimony. It's just like a man just got risen from the dead. I feel a little alive. That's not what he said, is it? 
Now, Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue, there it is. What did he know? He knew virtue had gone out of him. So when the woman touched Jesus, virtue went out of Jesus and healed her. Now, why are we not receiving healing in churches? What the first thing Peter said, I got to add to my faith. Do anybody remember? Add to your faith what? Virtue. See, the kingdom of God come with power. That word virtue means power. The dunamis power. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue has gone out of him. That's why he was weak. There's sometimes I pray for people and I already know virtue went out of me and it just takes, takes my strength and I can't understand up. Virtue has gone out of him. He turned himself about in the press and says, who touched my clothes? Because he knew somebody had touched him. And the disciples said to him, Lord, you see this multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? But Jesus knows somebody really touched him. I mean, there is a church in me, how you doing, and a church, the God that's in me. Because once virtue goes out of you, you knows it. It'll drain you. And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. So he knew somebody had got their healing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her body, came and fell down before him and told him the truth. Isn't that something? Isn't a story like this just blesses your soul? And the Bible says, he said, daughter, you didn't have enough money for the doctor. As a matter of fact, you didn't have nobody could take care of your situation. But daughter, your faith has made you whole. See, I, 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 don't, I just don't know. I, could, I should just put a pen right there and go, go to my office. Because if you can't see how you get it done yet, he told you the woman spent all her money. She got worse. And one day, Jesus was just having a press conference. Everybody was trying to get to him. And this woman said, you know what? If I can get through the crowd, if I can grab the hem of his garment, I get my blessing. She realized, and she had the faith to receive the grace. See, if she didn't have the faith, she could have touched him, but nothing happened. All the other people was touching him. But this woman says, if I may just touch his clothes. Jesus said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Be whole of thy plague. Can't you see what touches him? How many know what touched him? That's what he gave you the faith for. Now here it is, Christ lives inside of you, just like this person. And all you got to do is that your soul touch the God that lives inside of you. It's no different. 
And if he's not inside of you, you about to find Pastor Crump or somebody who got God in them. How many understand how that works? If God was in you, then your soul could receive your healing from the God that's in you. That's why laying old hands is so powerful because I'm saying if he's not in you, I'll lay hands on you and the God in me will touch you. But that ain't how you ought to live. Thank God for that. But the just shall live. Can't you see what he's saying? The just supposed to live by the faith that's in them to touch the God that's in them. My time is already gone. Listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I hope you got this word today. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I said unto you, unless you have believed in vain. I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. He was buried and then he rose again the third day according to the scripture. That's how you say. Make sure you get Christ in here. So when you can't meet nobody, even to lay hands on you, you have God on the inside. And if you got God on the inside, all your soul got to do is get the faith. Spend some time with the God in you and make sure you touch him with your faith. Believe he's able to do what he says and you can receive your healing today. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And look, the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.